Hello, and welcome to Greenlit Talks. My name is Grace O'Keefe, and today we have a very special episode of Greenlit Talks. I will be sharing an edited version of October's Producer Symposium, hosted by Greenlit's founder, Peter Story. The Producer Symposium is a digital event about developments in the UK film industry. This month, Peter talked to Yemi Bamiro and Will Thorne, the director-producer team behind a documentary that was partially funded on Greenlit, which is now out in cinemas across the UK. One Man and His Shoes is a documentary tracking the global phenomenon of Air Jordans. The film came to Greenlit ahead of its premiere at the 2020 South by Southwest Film Festival and raised over 15,000 pounds before the industry was rocked by the cancellation of South by just one week before the festival was slated to start. Despite this setback, one man in his shoes pulled off a rebound and was selected by the BFI London Film Festival, where it premiered earlier this month. It is now in cinemas across the UK. Head to onemanandhisshoes.com for locations. Enjoy the interview. Welcome. Thank you for coming to the Producer Symposium, everybody, everybody watching. And a joint welcome to a very special guest indeed. Um, the filmmaking team behind One Man and His Shoes, a documentary that has got an absolutely phenomenal story behind it. I mean, I'm, I'm so looking forward to talking through this at length. Um, so I will introduce director, Mr. Yemi Bonero. Hey, uh, and the producer, Mr. Will Thorne. Hello. So just by way of background, for those of us who haven't been on a producer symposium event before. So I'm Pete Story and I'm the CEO of Greenlit, greenlit.fund. Uh, we're a crowdfunding platform and we specialise in films. So we, we work with filmmakers, we help filmmakers, we only do film because it's a, a special kind of niche for crowdfunding. Um, we were absolutely honoured at the start of this year to, to work with Woman and His Shoes and the team here. So Woman and His Shoes, for those of you who haven't seen the trailer, is a documentary that tells a story about the relationship between basketball legend Michael Jordan and his signature shoe, the Air Jordan. This, this is a documentary of, of great scope. It's not just a story about a man, but it's a story about a phenomenon. What was, what was the basis? Where did that nugget of an idea come from? Uh, so I started thinking about this idea in 2012. Um, I started thinking about the fact that I kind of had always wanted to tell a story, a longer form sort of uh, feature story. Um, but I'm not a massive ideas person. I, my ideas come really slow. You know, some people are just like, you know, overwhelmed by ideas and have lots of them. I'm not necessarily like that. I have one good idea, like every couple of years, whatever. Eight years since this one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, I started thinking about this because I just have always gravitated towards trainers. I have an interest in trainers. Um, and yeah, so the first iteration of this film was about Air Jordan collectors specifically. I've never seen a film about Air Jordan collectors and I, I thought that would be a quite interesting story to explore. Um, I quickly realised that perhaps that wouldn't sustain a feature length uh, narrative. And then that's when, you know, we started to think about uh, you know, the origin story of Michael Jordan and his collaboration with Nike, which obviously birthed Air Jordan. And I kind of thought, well, yeah, that's definitely much more um, 
just interesting and there are more facets to that story. We made this short, I think, in 2013, but I think we started, oh. you know, I came on board 2014. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So two, two years into the process and it's yeah. still, still I, I six to go. The full head of hair. Yeah, it was a different time. Yeah. Oh. This film was made over a seven-year period. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, that... That obviously allowed us to, you know, to knock at people's door and then perhaps if they didn't answer, you could go back six months to a year later and, you know, knock again. And I think, you know, that's pretty much how this film was made in relation to, you know, the calibre of contributor that we got. Um, I think myself, Will and Michael, we were, you know, we wanted to tell the definitive story. So that meant that we were going to have to have you know, the, the main players that were around Michael and around, you know, the NBA and around sort of like Nike when this all happened. And I don't think we ever wavered from that kind of like ambition. You know, it was it was kind of like, well, we need Sonny Vaccaro or nothing, like pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. With Sonny, it was, it was two things. Yemi sort of just not going away. Yeah. And then I believe, didn't we cut some sound bites from some other people. Oh yeah, good shout. And yeah. They like, you know, we basically sent him a bit of a timeline of like, look, here's the stuff that we've, you know, that we've got and we want to use about Excellent. Um, so he could see some other people like Peter Moore, some of yeah. his temporaries and people mm. he respect kind of mm. saying exactly probably what he'd want to hear, which is, you know, no Sonny Vicero, no Air Jordan. So I think yeah, 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 that yeah. he said Okay, come through. It was that kind of chicken and egg thing as well of like, you know, people say, oh, I'm making a film, you know? And if you live in Palm Springs and there's some guy in London going, hey, I'm making a film. And it's like, are you? You know, and it's like, okay, you're sending him and he can actually see it. And and that's a a hard thing because you can't, I mean, that's the the same thing with everyone. Like, hey, I've got a script, it would be great. It's like, will it? We don't know. Yeah, you know, exactly. Actually, go. Oh, we'll hear some actors reading it, whatever. Then they can at least start to go. Okay, it's, it's just thing. you know the the act of doing it and doing something exactly. brings its own momentum and, and brings things to life. You know, rather than sitting around talking about it endlessly. Yeah. You know, sitting around talking about it for eight years. But if you're actually doing stuff for eight years, then I, I so admire that that kind of persistence in in anything and in, in documentary making. Um, I think that's where literally, you know, we're talking 2014, we're having discussions about, okay, well, you, you might have to use a lot of stills here, you get me? There's only, there's, you know, you're going to get some, you know, um, some video, but, you know, so yeah, right back in the day and, and Yemi and actually Will had already, even with the short, it had a visual style and it was always going to be like that, but yeah, you've just got to box clever and use stills. Mm. And between Yemi and Michael and Will, um, you know, it's just taking a 30 second chunk from the timeline and going, you know, I mean, I, I know Michael, the editor and you know, the producer, he, he, you know, he was down to the wire. Like how, how long can we put this still on, you know, right. just trying to cram <laughs> Just another few frames out of it. Pretty much, yeah. And then sending it to Will and he would sort of put his magic on it and then you've got, you know, a sequence. Yeah. You know, pacing and engrossing has been, <laughs> you know, the quote about the film and, you know, pretty much anyone who sees it, it's kind of like, it has a breakneck speed. Yes. Um, 
which is great. You know, that's one of the things that's, you know, it's real, it's strength. Yeah. Oh, the, um, the volume of work, you can see the volume of work that went into that. Yeah. Well, that's like to hear. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of that. Um, you know, we did have to pay <laughs> loads of money for it. One of the reasons we came to Greenlit and, you know, did a crowdfunding before we, you know, about a month. I remember, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before the, uh, before the film was sort of going to go out there and get seen, it was kind of like backs against the wall, trying to get money for that. Um, so, yeah, we threw everything at it and did a crowdfunding, and that was one of the main things. And, um, but it is doable. I mean, our film, our film proves a lot to anyone who's trying to make a film. Like, Doesn't it? Yeah. It might take six, seven years. But Absolutely. Can do yeah. it. We proved that. It all merged into one. I think it was all about momentum. As long as we sort of like were doing things each year, like even though we didn't physically film anything in 2017, we were still working on the film in some sort of way, whether that be sort of like, you know, trying to, you know, get collaborative um, contributors on board or, you know, trying to track down archive or, you know, having conversations. We'd, we would always have meetings all the time in coffee shops or whatever and just yeah we were still like making this the enthusiasm never wavered you never thought is this going anywhere did you have any self-doubt i I don't think so i think within our team myself me and michael we thought that you know this is a really like interesting and sort of like necessary film and it's crazy that no one else has done it and we've made so much ground as it is we've got to do it I mean, I think, yeah, independent filmmaking is lonely. You know, there were moments where I'm, I'm pretty sure we all felt like, you know, walking away. But yeah. it just felt like we were too invested. We'd come too far, like, to sort of yeah. just, to yeah. just, to just, like, there was too much at stake at that point, you know. I think maybe you can walk away after six months to a year, but you're not, you're not walking away after four years of your life, like, invested in something. Sure. You're For not, sure. so... You know, people are telling us this is a niche subject all this time, you know. It's just like, okay, if you think this is niche, <laughs> here, yeah. at least half an hour, 40 minutes. I mean, know? there are plenty of niche things at Sheffield, but this is not niche. This is a gigantic niche. Yeah, which is you're f- funny that you say that, because I think I remember feeling quite uh, buoyant after Sheffield because, yeah, a lot of the people that, like we're at meat market not necessarily people we were meeting but the people that worked on the tables that sort of like escort you to the other tables they were just like young sort of like film fans and volunteers and i remember them coming up to me and michael and just like always saying oh like this project about air jordans is really cool like oh like i can't wait to watch this and that was the you know so we kind of like fed off the energy of like people saying stuff like that. If we had a pound for every time someone said, oh, this is cool. It sounds like it could be on Netflix. Do you remember, Will, how many times people said that to us over the last seven years? Yeah, like everyone. Yeah, <laughs> we'd, be, we'd be millionaires if, if we had a pound. except, you know. <laughs> Netflix. Execs. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or whoever. Yeah. In the industry, basically no men. Yeah. Know, kind yeah. of, yeah. Yeah. So I think that that to you know yeah that that kept that, you know that, that again the persistence in carrying on without <laughs> letting that get to you and and you know taking those positives from outside that you know traditional kind of because we all know we all know who's sitting the other side of the tables and and you mm. know that conventional thinking um, that group think is a, is a flaw of the British film industry it remains so so the fact that you're able to take encouragement to go around to the outside and, and press at it, I think is marvellous. 
laughter. <laughs> you, may not have, you may not have got that prize of Sundance, but you got something a very, very close second, which was a berth at South by Southwest. Yes. Which was yeah. yeah. How did that come about? Open submissions? Did you, did you um, know? That, that was, we, we did British Council screenings. Okay. Um, I don't know if you know them or anyone watching knows them, but it's pretty much open to everyone as far as I, I know. And yeah, British Council, if you just go on their website, you should be able to find it. Um, at the moment, I think they're doing the South, maybe South by Southwest or Berlin ones. Um, but obviously at the minute, everything's online, but you pay them. If you haven't got a sales agent, you pay them. I'm oh, sorry, if you haven't got a sales agent, I think it's free. And if you have, you've got to pay them 70 quid or something. You've got to pay them a little bit of money. But, but it's, not, it's not fortunes. And, th- and they take your film and, and will show it where... They, they, they the, put it the on a big screen. They actually put it on a big screen. Wow. Festival program, you know, they fly festival programmers in. Um, so you, you're giving yourself the best chance possible, really. Um, yeah, that's not something I knew about. And, and for documentary makers watching this, that's that's extremely valuable. British Council. Yeah, uh, they, they they do it for all the the major festivals. And I think because the British Council, you know, it's, it's about trying to you know grow trade and, and show off the film. So essentially, that. I don't know if they pay, I'm sure they do. They must fly them in, you know, give them a lunch when they sit down and can watch your film. So this takes us to this takes us to 2020, which is when we started talking, um, Mm. because you've got this golden berth at South by Southwest, but still short on a few aspects of production. um, And we had to get you, get you out there. So we did a crowdfunding campaign with Greenlit. That's Greenlit.fund. We love documentary makers. Um, and then we were doing not badly through your campaign. We were we'd up to about fifteen, sixteen thousand pounds, if I remember rightly. And then the pandemic hit. South by Southwest was also cancelled. How did that feel? Uh, I kind of switched. I switched my phone off for a, like a good week oh. uh, because I was just kind of like, I don't know what happens now to our film after yeah. all of this. Yeah. We finished it. We got it across the line. Like we're ready to literally go to South by with the file. Yeah. And like four days before it's cancelled and then like the world is changed forever. Like what the hell? So yeah, it took me, yeah, that took, I, I took that one hard personally. Oh, I, I, I didn't, I, yeah, I switched my phone off and just kind of like, yeah, just sulked for a long time. Just trying to make sense of it. Yeah, it was really tough because we had, you know, we were in the middle of a crowdfunding campaign. <laughs> yeah. That, that's not work. Uh, at the same time, we were, yeah, we were in the edit. We were yeah. kind of taking it right to the wire, you know, yeah. we were all exhausted. Um, yeah, we were like in the edit suite till three, four, you know, we're doing all the things you do. We're pulling all nighters. That's right, yeah. We yeah. all look like shit. I remember doing the crowdfunding, you know, you're having to go on like, hey. <laughs> and it's just, I just had black rings. It was just like, <laughs> it was. But people people like that. People like, like to see you work for your money. Yeah, they saw the desperation, yeah. Um, so yeah if you throw all of that you know working so hard and you know yeah uh, then to come <laughs> but but working that hard knowing hey in a week's time we're going to be in austin i noticed both the bfi and the bbc films on the credits there so what what happened <laughs> with those have did they finally did they finally learn who michael jordan was you know, it kind of shows you how much everything's such a patchwork, especially in the UK, with how these things come together. Um, so, yeah, a lot of this patchwork's been done post the film being made. Yeah. Uh, 
again, that chicken of egg of, hey, okay, here's the actual finished pacey and engrossing film. Will you now please, you know, fund us or help us or whatever? Like, yeah, we'll come on board this finished film that you've sweated. Exactly. We'll just get our logo in big, big letters at the end. Yeah. So what next? You know, you've, you've wrapped that one. Yeah, take, taking a rest after eight years of labour or are you already on the next one? No, I, I think we, you know, Will and I were sort of like talking about this. One man in his shoes, you know, we wanted to make this film because we obviously love the story yeah. and, you know, we wanted to make a feature film, but we made it as a calling card, you know, um, a calling card to sort of, to the fact that we, you know, we are capable of telling, you know, a coherent, comprehensive, semi-entertaining story, feature-length story. Um, and yeah, hopefully, you know, that will, you know, stand for something and, you know, it won't take us seven years to make the next one. Um, I think that that was definitely part of, you know, our thinking going into this, that, you know, this hopefully will stand alone and, and show people that, yeah, we are storytellers and we are filmmakers and this does actually mean something and, you know, we are capable of that. So yeah, there's, we've got a few ideas, but nothing, nothing's been locked down. Um, but yeah, just hopefully it won't take seven years. I'm pretty sure it won't, but yeah. <laughs> brilliant. Well, listen, this has been, this has been a brilliant chat. Um, I can't express enough my, my admiration for the persistence that you've put in and to, to, you know, to take it from, from where it began and just to, you know, carry on like a, like a billy goat butting at a door. Um, <laughs> till, till, this remarkable thing is made and, and the fact that everything almost collapsed and, and you were still able to pull it out over the course of this year, I, th I think is an incredible inspiration. And, and I hope people watching this will, will take that lesson. Um, so yeah, me, Will, absolutely fantastic talking to you. Yeah. Pleasure to have a tiny bit in the life of, woman and his shoes and i wish you the very best of luck for everything that's coming so just run through those screenings again if anybody yeah i was i was just about to say yeah um there's uh, it's www.onemanandhisshoes.com so it's fairly straightforward if you go there it's got everything on it and the three previews that yemi mentioned um that yemi will be there doing a q a it's actually you know there's going to be on stage and uh, is that that's right isn't it yeah, yeah socially distanced and yeah sort of like all covid safe and that all cinemas have had to do that anyway so yeah it's just a chance for people to you know support the film and then just support independent you know cinema like you said but i think all the all the preview screenings are happening at independent cinemas yeah. and yeah it's just an opportunity that we have but yeah i just want to lastly say thank you to you peter as well because i think that your platform provides a lifeline to filmmakers like us and it was in invaluable to us and you know it's the spirit of independent film that we all sort of like you know pull together and support one another so thank you so much for this and yeah just for helping us out as well. I'm, I'm, I'm touched Jimmy and it, it was an absolute pleasure and we're always keen to we've, we've done a few handful of successful documentaries now so we're always keen to documentary makers if you're thinking of crowdfunding or, or just you want a general chat about what you're doing come and hit us up at Greenlit we, we love to talk. I hope you enjoyed Peter's talk with Yemi and Will. If you want to see this incredible film, head to onemanandhisshoes.com for more information. If you're interested in checking out the current projects Greenlit has to offer, go to greenlit.fund or follow us across social media at Greenlit Fund.
Thanks for tuning in.